2: Hello and welcome I'm John Podcast. <laughs>
3: uh, no, who, who the fuck are you? you you're very... I'm Dom Lenoir. Who do you think oh, I am? Oh, yay! I love Dom Lenoir. <laughs> He's an amazing person. Today on the show we have the director of Beast. It's just come out in cinemas, starring Idris Elba. It's fantastic. He's called Balthazar Cormacar. He's a wonderful man. We chatted with Balthazar. What it feels like to have a movie out in cinemas right now. How he felt going on set and the difficulties with shooting on location. Lines of beautiful creatures. We shouldn't, we shouldn't abuse them. And, and interestingly, uh, Balthazar was talking about that and how important it is to treat animals well on set.
0: And making and starring in your debut feature, 101 Reckovic, the story of how he put his own money into said debut feature film 101 Reykjavik as well as what happened after his debut film
3: 101 Reykjavik (laughs) wow wow you're really good at these intros yes well there we go (laughs) we We also talk about what he learned over the years working with star actors like Denzel Washington and uh, what it's like to work with a studio Also, working with a CGI lion versus a real
0: lion CGI lions are better behaved for a start They are, right? We've, we've worked that out Yes
3: so Sometimes they're better behaved Yeah, sometimes Yeah, sometimes uh, It is an absolute joy uh, of an episode I've really enjoyed talking to Balthazar He had so much knowledge and information yes. uh, for you lot, didn't he?
0: He did uh, It was definitely more enjoyable than this intro's been so far
3: that's for sure he started out as an actor and he's a very very successful actor in iceland Uh, and then he went on to direct movies like uh, as dom said three times 101 reykjavik and then his second film the sea moving on to his studio movies and in hollywood a little trip to heaven which starred forrest whitaker and julia Stiles. and i think that's one of the interesting
0: things that we discuss on this um, this episode actually is, is is the difference between indie filmmaking and Hollywood, and how he sort of bounced backwards and forward, and and the challenges he went through to get that balance right, and to feel authentic, uh, and also to please those commercial audiences?
3: Because it is, as Dom says, there, he did bounce back to Iceland after a little trip to heaven to make Jar City, which is certainly—I
0: mean, I haven't been to heaven, which... so that's that's quite impressive. <sighs>
3: with his feature Jar City which was a big hit it bounced him back onto the scene big time Uh, and then he directed White Knight Wedding Inhale Contraband uh, starring Mark Wahlberg Robert Wahlberg Robert Woolwork Yeah And Caleb Landry-Jones Ben Foster And Lucas Haas uh, And Kate Beckinsale of course And The Deep Which again was his Icelandic film Bouncing back between the two Studios and indie films Uh, And then very recently As we all know He has directed Beast uh, Which is out in cinemas now Do go support It stars Idris Elba And let's make it a roaring success Let's do that How are you Dom? You seem in fine fettle this lovely frivolous evening not not bad uh,
0: it, Good. It's, it's hot and muggy again, but but
3: uh, just in your room or? Y- well, yes, yes. So you've been uh, you've been finishing up on the Unreason. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but how's that looking? Yes, it's looking fantastic. Um, just had the pleasure of working with the Shakespeare
0: Sisters again. Yeah, we had some we had some amazing locations, and, and uh, it was it was a really fun part of the shoot. I think it's a very high punching indie for what it is. It's got great cast, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to
3: that side. But you have a film coming out very soon. Yes. that you produced which is I think it was, you mentioned to me August the 26th is that right? When the Screaming Starts is being released with ah! Signature in the UK
0: which is very exciting mm. and shortly after it is with Cinedigm in the USA uh, so it's going for a, a nice a nice dual release it's a mockumentary about it, as a sparring serial killer it's very funny Connor Buru or Buto as as has often been misspelled much to his delight is the is the fantastic director behind it uh, but yeah. there is a great team uh, and I, I do think it's a very funny film
3: and we will fill you in on all that because we're going to do a podcast about that we'll get Connor on and have a chat with Dom about how they made When the screening Start we both got a release coming out thanks for bringing it up Dom Stranger uh, in Our Bed is out this Monday coming up well there we go for you under a week away Yeah. So you'll be able to get that in your ear, faces and your eye, nostrils Because it will be there for you We'll be doing a, a podcast special next week Stranger in a Bed podcast special And then Wolves of War is the following week That's out on the 12th You wait so long, you work so hard for stuff And then they all just tumble out at once Yeah, It's exciting, it's cool uh, Enough of me and you, right? Because Balthazar is a legend and everyone wants to hear him Yes uh, And because they should Balthazar, Cormacar, here he is uh, chatting to myself and Dom LeMoir. Have a awesome time. I'm not lying when I say this. You're really going to enjoy this. Hey. Hey, guys. How's it been so far? This is it's exciting, right? You know, Beast is coming out. You're doing very well. What, what, <laughs> How does it feel at the moment for you as a director?
1: Well, it's, uh, the weird thing about making films is that, you know, when you're making them, you have no questions, you just go for confidence forward, you just do a thing, and then you're taking them out, you're like a wreck, you know, you're basically just, you know, I, I describe it as being, a, you know, on a car cross and being a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything. If you try to do anything, it's just going to make it worse. You know, you're done, you You don't have any control, and yep. the world, whatever's going to, you know, whatever's going to like it or hate it or love it or, you know, it's just comes at you and, and you know how it does and all that. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a nerve-wracking time to just to be honest. And I think most filmmakers probably feel like that because I, when I'm making films, I never have that, you know, like, I'm just like, yeah, this is the way we're doing it. You know, this is how it's going to go. And I'm not nervous, you know, to start the first day or nothing. This is the, it's a process.
0: Do you never get that sort of day before the first day nervousness or that bit of restlessness like the night before? Sometimes I, I get a bit of a you know, come before the storm
1: moment. Maybe a little bit, you know, but there might be a, you know you the things that haven't been fully resolved or you you know but but not but it's weird because you're so busy, you know, and I maybe maybe when I did, made my first films it might have been like you know like oh well, how it's gonna be you know, but. But it's it's for me it's like so much about the process. It's not about the first day. It's about doesn't matter how the first day goes. It kind of you know like mm. it's a, it's a it's a it's almost like oh how is my start gonna be in in a marathon? It doesn't really matter. It really right. matters when you're midway. You are <laughs> you are in, you're not way behind, or you're not waiting for you. Just doing your thing and you're keeping your pace. So I think yeah, maybe less experienced filmmakers might be more nervous about that. But honestly, all, all it's not, that's, you know, it's, it's not about so much about that. You know, I, you mm-hmm. can go back and you can figure it out or whatever it is. So,
3: so for you, you, you feel like you're alive when you're directing on set, the build up and all that.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a shooter, you know, yeah. in a sense, you know, like I, 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 we call those, you know, director shooters that like to shoot, mm. enjoy shooting. Sometimes I'm not, you know, I enjoy the process more about the post or the, 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 the writing or, or whatever it is. I, I, I do enjoy all these faces, but shooting is definitely when I am, most alive you know <laughs> yeah. i do like the post i didn't process it's very uh, you know i enjoy that a lot but it's very different you know mm. it's like cooking the meal after you just went out to get the lion you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> i agree it is different isn't it you you've got that the, the onset things can happen magic can happen post you kind of fix the mistakes or you're trying to piece something together sometimes yeah and obviously you, you, you create the film in the in the post stage you really do but you can never really go back and redo something you can change it or tweak it or adapt it or get away with something but you're right when you're on set it's it's magic it's very present and it's
0: very mm-hmm. instinctual because you're you're just sort of reacting to things and and trying to get ahead of things and Everything's very in the moment. I find.
1: Yeah, but I, I maybe I don't fully. I I do actually think that you you know like films are made on all the three stages because something and I heard this and I, I some people might you know that you make the film in the post. I think you make three films. You know, you make one in the prep and one in the shoot and one in the post. And I think that's kind of what is great if you allow yourself. You know, because I do think if you look at yourself as a movie card or something stupid like that and, and everything has to go exactly by you, you you're going to end up in a ditch, you know? So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is enjoying for me, it's enjoying the process of each step and allowing it to bring whatever it brings to you. And uh, there are gifts on the way that you might take it. But if you have blocked yourself against them, it doesn't mean you lose your sight. It just means that, you have to be open, and I love you know. It's actually Bergman, I think, who said, "Like the more you prepare, the more you free your own set." Mm. You know, and be free to let it all go and and do what the, the what is you know kind of on 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 offer. You know what What Because you know Everything is going to Bring a different thing You know To, to, to the set It's day
0: What was it like um, I mean the challenges of, of shooting this kind of thing On location Like was Was it a very tight schedule Was the heat a problem The sort of the logistics side of things how, how did that kind of work Well here's
1: the thing Everything is a problem On a film set Unless you make it not You know Like it's like Everything can be Your I just even say sometimes that, You know The babysitter Of the lead actress Can be your problem You know <laughs> You know Like yeah. if she doesn't show up on time or sick or whatever it is but yeah. then then if you stop seeing seeing like i because i remember why you know like like experiencing some way back like everyone is trying to work against me making the film i want to make like everything here is just like trying to tear it away because it's not the way i wanted it and it doesn't but that's a little bit you know over controlling and and i think that's what you gotta learn is that without losing any ambition or, or not pushing? Is that you have to kind of embrace it? And I also, when I was making Everest, you know, mm. you uh, making such a, a big uh, kind of a
3: studio movie, yeah, you
1: know, yeah. And it's, it's also you, 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 you're working with a mountain, you're in a fucking, there's an avalanche coming, and yeah. you're gonna <laughs> shout at it, or you're gonna. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not in the schedule. That avalanche was not in the schedule, you know. And (laughs) there isn't a roadway to get to you. You can't get to your set or whatever. So you start, you know, remembering like you just have to bow your head to the mountain and kind of take what it gives you. And Mm -hmm. it is a little bit that. And it doesn't mean you don't try everything and prepare and you have all the ambitions. But you also have to have humility and and kind of... uh, I don't know what the uh, English word is for it. We, we, uh, alcoholics use it a lot, like AA. Either relations in Icelandic, which means you just you just take what comes to you and 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 without you know you know obsessing about it or you know. And I think that those kind of uh, uh, movies have ta- taught me, you know, like to 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 stay calm in any any kind of situation, you know.
3: Mm. And that is interesting because you you have had a varied career, you know it. It's, it's really interesting, you know, the sort of big studio movies, you've, you've played in TV, you've played in all these different roles. You starred in uh, 101 Reykjavik. You directed it, you produced it, you wrote it. How did it help you being uh, somewhat of a star in Iceland at the time to get it made? Do you remember that whole process now about, you know, because it's, it's 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, I, I actually did, you know, and, and because I had become, you know, the, the, the guy, you know, in Icelandic, uh, film, uh, film industry as, a, as an actor and 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 there was but there was of course uh, I financing in Iceland isn't a joke you know it's really uh, I mean three hundred sixty thousand people the history before that we had some one director probably that had done you know maybe one or two one of that had been nominated for an Oscar and had some uh, love from abroad wow. uh, and and uh, and I had played in, in believed in two of his movies at that point you know Devil's Island Angel of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, it's called Frederickson. Uh, this guy. And but there was, a, I mean, it was strong. People were losing their houses. And and I actually, when I did my first film, I did put my, you know, this did all the stupid things. And I,
3: well, you put st- your own money in.
1: Yeah, I put yeah. my, uh, you know, like I put my, uh, my, I built, uh, built a house at the time. I've been mm-hmm. quite successful, you know. In in in, but you know, it doesn't pay a lot in Iceland. And I, I'm more, more against my house to make the film.
3: What do you feel now, looking back? Do you think that was a- idiotic? <laughs> did
1: it get you to the
0: way you needed to go there? It, it, yes. when, that's that's the other thing, Like, because it's a mistake, but...
3: Here's yeah. the thing. And
1: there's a lot of... You'll hear all these stories mm-hmm. and people will hear this story and say, oh, he did it. I should do it. <laughs> and, and I... Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell no one not to do like the dreams come true. Mm. But we only hear the stories well, This uh, the, then, when the needle, you know, the, when the thread goes through the needle. But not only 99% of the other world, people lose their houses and stuff like that. So I just... And I've, you know, you heard all the stories about this incredible success or, or pop stars that don't, nobody can have any opinion of their music. And then mm. you only hear about the ones who actually
3: made it. And then yes. to go, go went right to the bin, you know. There's so many of the others that go right to the bin. You're right. Who have put money into their own films that have never seen the light of day.
1: And I, I was very close to that, by the way. Really? And I can tell you, you want to hear that story? Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah so so i i do that and you know also because we got victoria Abril who was a spanish goddess at the mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. and uh you know from the almodovar films and uh and and i got it so so we had to pay a little more than an Icelandic film and we had to put up a bank's guarantee and all that so we went full in and but she, you know it doesn't mean anything for for icelandic movie at the end of the day it's just like mm-hmm. we need, wanted that so uh so we are full in and I remember I edited quite a long time because I really changed the film. Actually, I did change that film a lot in the editing, especially at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. It was very linear and I felt, you know, I was at the time of transporting and those movies were coming out and I just didn't feel like it was exciting enough in the beginning. So I, I, I messed up the whole timeline in the beginning and then mm-hmm. it kind of kind of worked. And, and I was in, you know, we were in Cannes, you know, not in the in competition, was just showing it to, to selective buyers. It was, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there was some, you know, Czech, Czechoslovakia or someone bought it and, you know, there was very good reception and, 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 you know, but, but mm, it didn't quite move the needle, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And then I went to Locarno, we, we won some prices mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, now. and uh, I was in the office of selection there and which is an a May festival in, in Switzerland. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. it's one of, one of the better ones. But nobody, no, there was no market there. Nobody bought it. Right. And now I'm in Hugg- This is like, uh, uh, the card is in May. I'm getting close to August now. And and right. S- Centropa, uh, Centropa uh, uh, was, was the selling company. You know, Peter Albert Jensen, who sells uh, Last One Three Years films. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in Huggersen, which is a Scandinavian uh, film festival. And, and the movie is kind of, Dying. Yeah. And we have a meeting with him. And he says to me in those words, say your movie is not selling. It's done. You know, it's over. And I go, like, what do you mean? I mean, my experience is that that, you know, if it hasn't picked up in this time, that movies don't, you know, there might be one or two territories of worse on the go But I and I said, fuck, I'm gonna get bankrupt. I said, you know, I'm gonna lose my house. And he says, yes, well, he, I don't know if it helps you, but last one, Trier went bankrupt 20 years ago, and look at where he is now. That's what he is. like <laughs> doing wow. breaking the waves and dancing the dark. You know, mm-hmm. He's back in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, great, thanks. 20 years, he said, so I'll, I'll be back in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, when you're 30, 20 years is, you know, from then to now, Yeah. you know, and 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 you're like, uh, that's an eternity for you. And I sense. saying. And so so but we had this uh, so we but we slot in Toronto, you know, Discovery in Discovery in the little section in Toronto, first first timers. And I don't know what happened, but those are the movie gods, you know. They suddenly it turns you know, it turns from basically being dead on arrival to People chasing me in the streets. You know, uh, agents trying to sign me up. The journalists want to talk to me. The movie just suddenly caught fire. You know, and I know this is like, this is everybody's dream, and it never happens again. By the way, when it, when I've had like a bad experience, oh, it's going to be fine because like, <laughs> but just, it doesn't happen like that usually. Yeah. So suddenly, the the movie wins the discovery. You know, mm-hmm. best uh, uh, first feature, and it sells basically to any territory in the world. It, I keep my house. Wow. and now I got a career, you know. And yeah. I know it's 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 it, but it is like in the movies, you know. That's what like you only see that in the movies when somebody kind of breaks through. Of course that there's ups and downs after that, but but I'm I'm just saying that was like uh, like a kind of crazy crazy moment and it came
2: yeah
1: exactly when I didn't expect it. When you had given up.
3: What do you think it was that Change the needle. Do you think it was winning the award? Which no, yes, it happened before I won the award because, it, or was it just a different audience?
0: Do you, do you feel like they they, they they just understood it there where they didn't elsewhere?
1: If I knew, mm. you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, you bottle it.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. know why but it, it was well received everywhere. It wasn't mm. a problem with the reception. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, why would we buy Icelandic movie? What, what, what is it, you know, mm. there's no history of Icelandic movies doing anything. It's not, it's a different time than now as well. You know, it was yes. harder for foreign language films at that time than it is now. It's hard now, but it's way harder then. Mm. And there was no history of Icelandic films, except, you know, like, even though that, that the, my uh, Frederick had, he hadn't really, the, the film weren't doing anything abroad, you know, they didn't do any business. So, so but this is what happened. I, I have no idea. The Canadian audiences, I, I, I don't know. But the buyers all over the world certainly started buying the film. It's just some wipe that happened. And Run Run Lola Run had been there a y- few years mm. to before, and they were like comparing it to that. And maybe they thought, oh, that was the next Run Lola Run. or You know, yeah. yeah. Who knows? And and uh, and uh, yeah. And I, I remember, you know, I was so green because there was a, like an a agent coming up to me, like a very good looking Asian woman. So there's no reason not to talk to her. Sure. She, you know, she says something like, you know, uh, I'm from CAA, you know, and I think. Mm-hmm. like, EIA? Why won't well, you
3: yeah, yeah. want to talk to me? What, well, you're from the supermarket? I never heard about creative
1: artists in America, <laughs> you know. Of course. Cool. Like, so who are your other clients? Oh, Ang Lee, or Tom Cruise. So who? Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. i talk- of them.
3: I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in.
0: <laughs> but I, I, I love that. And I, and I think there's always, you know, whether it's mortgaging your house or, or taking other some other step, I think if when you when you put everything on the line or, or, or a part of yourself really committing to your project... It doesn't always work out, but I, I feel like that you've got a good chance because you, you're just really putting your not just your money, but your yourself where your mouth is about your work and your project.
1: Yeah, you are, and and you you do, and and and. Uh, but I also, <laughs> I also seen the other story, and you know, like there was a, there was this guy sending me, a, you know, like a good friend of mine, Icelandic filmmaker, who's sending me out his first film. He, like he's like, oh, you know, excited about it, and 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 like I, he wanted to get it out, and it wasn't done it wasn't edited you know because every filmmaker in the first film thinks the world is on ads waiting for the film like
3: yes this. yeah <laughs> the world will not yes. be the same you know yes. without this film the world will stop turning that that's what drives us which is yeah. beautiful you know mm-hmm. but but
1: i and i i told him please finish editing your film it doesn't matter it's shown in a festival which festival or not
3: yeah
1: don't shortcut it because Unfortunately, the only person excited about your career right now is your mother.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: But if you deliver on this <laughs> yeah. one, you might have a few more <laughs> in the next, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's it. that's the fact that we all think that the world is on edge waiting for our first film, but it, they don't give a, you know, flying fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so true. So take your time because it's going to be hard to make a second one if the first one doesn't work. You know, it's actually mm-hmm. harder to make a second one. Mm. If you don't have a success in the first one, then to make a first one
0: after that Toronto film, like, what's your what's your kind of mental process thinking about what you'd like to do next? Was it your own sort of project? Did it come to you?
1: Interesting enough, so so I felt I wasn't ready, really. Yeah, I hadn't really cut my teeth uh, well enough on film, right. to, so I decided you know, and I got to send a lot of scripts, and you know, for whatever that was worth, they weren't great. But I I went b- back home because. I, Funny enough, I, because it had a gay theme in the movie, mm-hmm. so it was, it didn't, it was, uh, you know, it's about a guy who falls in love with his lesbian mother's lover, you know, yeah. I fucked up that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so, to Iceland. She's yeah. <laughs> dating, dating, yeah. starting, she's, she's divorced, she's starting to date this woman and, and, and they'll, you know, she goes to, to visit a family and he's left with with the, with the, mother's girlfriend who's a bit of wildcat who's played with Victoria Abril Mm and his flamenco dancer teaching in Iceland how uh, stupid that would be and and they end up getting drunk and end up in the same bed and he can't get over it so he's now impregnated his mother's girlfriend so (laughs) yeah and this this is what the world needed, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Exactly <laughs> what the world needs at the time.
3: At, at the, the time. time. But it's true. Things like that at the time. It was fresh at the time. And yeah, it was uh, it was, exciting, right? Yeah. That's what made the difference.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a, a cult. A lot of places played great, but it didn't play that great in Iceland. Mm. Because it had a you know a Spanish actress and then it had a gay theme and you yeah. know so it, you know and and the trouble with it when you come from such a small country. You can't afford to make uh, only art house films for the uh, for the uh, your home market. You have to kind of make a, and that's what I, I I realized. You have to make a film that works commercially in your in your in your environment, and then it's an art house when it goes out. When you're doing films in Icelandic, so mm-hmm. there has to be kind of balance. Not that I'm like so cunning, but it's like. And and by the way, one on one is that kind of a film, but because at that time having a gay theme, you know, would always work against you, you know, in so, some way, you know, in in, in a more commercial environment. Mm. But anyway, so I felt like I'd won over the world, but I hadn't won over my my own people,
3: you know. Mm.
1: So I thought I was going to make something very dear to the Icelandic people.
3: Yeah. And that brings us perfectly onto the sea, right? Your second uh, beach film as a director. Because we, we, you were acting in between that. You'd done done a couple of other, like right, right, three yeah. other big movies as well. So you were yeah. still that, but your passion at that point was I want to make another movie.
1: Yeah. And I want to make a film about something, you know, more Icelandic and it's about the fishing, you, you can get, get more Icelandic. It's based on a play mm-hmm. and it's a fish, uh, it's based uh, on a fishing quota in Iceland and, mm-hmm. and a family drama, built, like a King Lear is thing. And and the opposite happened there, you know. It was the biggest film of the year in Iceland. Mm-hmm. It didn't impress as much abroad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of because you were from there, you know. You live there. It it always feels better when something does well at home. It's a base
1: that you. I I think is very important, you know. to be honest, and 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 it's a base that you want to keep because I think if you get lost in 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 between us, like it doesn't. You don't have you like you're not doing something that your people care about. Mm. And then you're trying to be a part of something else. It's almost like an imposter uh, syndrome. Like I'm yes. trying to be a part of something and I haven't really done my my groundwork. And I, I like expanding, like from a like I remember my sisters were going to Asia to study. I was like, why would you want to do that? You know, why don't you just expand from where you are grounded? And then if it gets you to Asia, you know, you know, mm-hmm. like and and all the rights they did what they did, but I'm just think, I was thinking about myself. Like, I don't want to go somewhere else and make other's cultures, you know, mine. I need to work out my culture and bring it out. But of course, then then it got to a place when we, you know, started making Hollywood movies. But we can get to that later. So I think in some way after that I was ready to open up a little bit more. But then mm-hmm. I did a terrible misstep, you know, which was making which was very. Uh, was very uh, it was happening I think it's happening again now that people were making English language films in, in like in Scandinavia Mm. and and there were quite a few of them made. Uh, Tom, Thomas Winterberg made one. Yes. You know, uh, uh, I think uh, Lonely Sheriff did one, you know, uh, uh, something about Scotland. And, you know, Lars Trier was doing it differently because he was such an auteur, you know, mm. that he got away with it. But there was quite a few movies made in Scandinavia at the time that pretended to be... And that's when it happens. You you don't have a home anymore and you don't have, you don't, you, people, because in English, they don't connect with it, in, you know, because it's not a part of the UK culture and, yeah. and, and it's not commercial or big enough to be a part of the American culture. So, so I, for some reason there was a period of that. And I feel like that might be coming back in some way.
3: And for, for you, obviously that, that, a little uh, You're talking about A Little Trip to Heaven Yeah, yeah. Right Yeah Be- Because you had Forest Whitaker And Julia Stiles In the movie
1: Yeah because I had the support Of the CIA at the time You know, Right When I realised They were not An aspiring You know spiers, But actually An agency <laughs> you Now they supported <laughs> me And got, <laughs> yeah. got the cast
0: Distant relative <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> But that was also And uh, Jeremy Renner Actually did that Was in it Before he yeah. became A movie star You know mm. And uh, And And uh, it does some, you know, minor, minor things. So I had a cast and there's a lot of good things in that film that I'm proud of because it's, it's very filmmaking, you know, like you can see the craft, but the story ultimately that, and, and it just didn't connect with the English language audiences and it just got lost in between. And, and I realized that that was not the way to go, you know? So I, I went back home and mm-hmm. I did Jar City Yeah which became yeah. both the biggest box office hit in, in Iceland or no, still is.
3: <laughs> it's amazing. It
1: yeah. was price I've done. I did mm-hmm. it for one and a half million uh,
3: dollars at the time. Okay. And I take, I take it a little trip to heaven was quite a bigger budget than that. Bigger budget. Yeah. It was about, I think it was about four or five at the time, which was huge. Yeah you
1: know, yeah. in the environment and, and, uh, and I was, uh, you know, it was personal uh, failure for me, which I, I felt, you know, uh, I had let down people who had invested in it and it wasn't really? because it wasn't professional. It was Icelandic uh, investors and it wasn't quite, you know, like, like you, you'd make a movie for a studio and it doesn't work. That's just as much their fault, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. but in this case, I felt like I let people, you know, on and, and, uh, and, and, and didn't deliver it. What could you have done differently? Well, not. I, it's a it, today. It's all oh, fine. Everyone is fine, you know. And yeah. I'm,
0: and I guess it out on you.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I needed more support. You know, uh, from the people that were more. Uh, I did have a producer in that, but he was Icelandic, but he was uh, had a US. Uh, connections and and and've been working in Hollywood, but you know I don't think we were the right combination we should have been maybe someone someone else who would have pushed me more on the script right. or pushed me more on, on 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 figure you know and maybe I shouldn't have shot it in Iceland you know like that's that's also it's a part of it you know and I learned I learned a lesson you know I also honestly the first way he came in as much as I love him as an actor, he came in with an accent I was like, is that like
3: is that Icelandic? What
1: are is, do? is he doing? And, and and then I had this voice coach who had done big movies, and I go because it was in Minnesota, supposed to take place. And 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 he's like, Is that like real Minnesota accent? And I said, Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And I'm like, oh, shit. can you just maybe dial it a little bit down? And I you know, I remember he doesn't quite like me asking for that. And I'm very young and green, and mm. he's very experienced. Mm. And, and not to say we had a really good relationship and, 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 uh, he, and then he does this accent and there's not a review that doesn't mention how stupid this accent is, you know, <laughs> right. it sounds like some Irish, Irish, you know, thing, or, or, you know, like it's not Minnesota. It's not. And after that, I learned, I'm never going to let anything like that go again.
2: Mm.
1: And trust in other, other people. Like if my instinct says, this is not sounding right. Then you got to go after it, you know. Yeah. Not to say that's the reason why the film didn't work, but it's one of the reasons. It's a kind sure. of lack of authenticity, lack of support, you know, when you are uh, up against it. And but it was, it was a it was a great learning. I mean, I learned a lot from it. And then Jair City kind of just brought me back right into the, mm. because it, it got so well reviewed and, and it won prizes. It won, you know, uh, Calovari main prize. Actually, funny enough, they didn't want it in the competition. They wanted it, but I said, like, I said, well, you won't get it unless you put it in the competition. They said like, well, we might, we might not because it's a, it's a procedural. Mm-hmm. It might not fare well in, in the competition. The critics might be, you know, yeah. a, you know, might attack it more or something like that. And, and, and then it won, you know, because I said, well, then he won't get it, you know, and, and and then it went to Telluride and, you yeah. know, and it was interesting because it was, it's a procedural based on a novel that I did quite change a lot, the script. And I'm very proud of that script. I, I you know, I, it was, it's a very, very original way of approaching a, a procedural. Like you mm. have two ty- story t- t- timelines that you don't know are two story timelines and you're realizing in the other one, the 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 one you've been watching, so you're basically watching a cop investigating a murder, and you're at the same time you're watching a guy becoming a murderer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while he's investigating, you don't know that's the murderer, you know. And 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 and, and then it starts to, the clues, like oh, the, he's breaking a window that I saw broken before, you know, like these things starts to mm-hmm. fall into places. So there was a lot of lot of love also coming from abroad on mm-hmm. that film, and then then after that uh, you know my uh, things started to, you know i was kind of more ready to to
3: to 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 go yeah and it's interesting you said you didn't feel you were ready uh- you know, when when you made your first film, or, or you maybe felt like you have something to prove. And I think we all do that as filmmakers. And it's not like, oh, I must prove to so-and-so or whatever. No, it's not that. It's just you want to prove to yourself that you can do this. And especially if you've gone through a bad time, it's really important. What things did you do differently as a director, I think, from maybe your first film to just Eat, to even Beast now? What techniques did you learn?
1: First of all, uh, sometimes when you make your first film, you show in it that you just don't even attempt to think about what you're making, you know, just making it and it mm-hmm. just comes out of your gut. And that's why I think a lot of first timers often they have, you know, there's there's something about first time films that can be really good. And it can be hard to reach that again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and you're kind of recklessly making a film. You have no idea what you're doing. You know. I mean, you <laughs> do know, of course, the medium, but you have no idea, and you just don't know it's like how the market or anything is gonna. And then suddenly the, then you become more aware of all these things. It's almost more self-conscious in a way, mm. and that probably bleeds into what you're doing. You know, and then kind of letting all that, you know, like letting all that go and making a film. Like it's like. I, when I did Jazz City*, I just like, oh, you should make that film. That's a procedural. You should, you know, that's kind of TV. No, no, I don't care. I'm just gonna make a good story, you know. And I went really authentic in it, and and I think even so authentic that people th- from Icelandic people thought it was too Icelandic, whatever that means, you know.
3: <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> like,
1: but at the time, it's a very different time. The people were always like looking at making, trying to make films in Iceland like they were. A part of some European or American culture, you know, like, mm-hmm. or makes like like we live in those houses in the city. We just fucking we're farmers, you know, just moved into the city, and and I think allowing your own identity to be proud of it. And I think we were going through as Icelanders a period, but now you see nothing but like sheep and and horses, and you know, like in yeah. any like the, the, all the films are about you know domestic animals in in mm-hmm. Iceland, you know. So I'm I'm we turned from being totally not wanted to show how, how impasantly uh, we are <laughs> and and to, into making it almost like a, like there isn't a foreigner in the country, you know, like there isn't anything mm-hmm. but sheep and sheep, sheep. farmers. <laughs> so there is, there is that little bit of a turn around that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, one of the films that are, are, are you know, in the forefront of is Jash city. And I'm, you know, this is a really traditional guy eating really traditional food. You know, there was a, there was this this scene in Jar City where the lead character eats a sheephead, you know, a, mm. a, a taught sheephead. Mm. and and everywhere I went abroad, people were like screaming like a horror film when he when he pokes out the eye and yeah. shakily yeah. puts it in his mouth. Yeah. But in Iceland, people were like they they were drooling, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I'm not lying to you. There was a reported in, in, in the news that. That uh, this, there was a, there, where I had this uh, scene where there's a takeaway sheephead place, you know, <laughs> it is a takeaway sheephead place, you know.
2: And, <laughs> yeah. I, I and
1: then, it. it went up 300% sales in that shop during the wow. screening of the movie, you know. They were just on fire because everyone came out of the movie, one of the taut sheephead or from a takeaway place. So, and then, and then you, if you read the reviews about the, 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 the movie, like everyone mentioned that disgusting scene, like the most horrifying image of, the, of yeah. you know. Yeah,
3: and Icelandics are going, no, it's too, probably too Icelandic for us. Yeah. So that's
1: what I mean. It's like I went fully in on that. And, yeah. And, but yeah, so so yes, you learn and you, you learn, but you also... So like so so I go from maybe being totally not authentic, making an American film in Iceland, to to make the most authentic film, mm. possibly in Iceland I could make, you know.
3: Yeah, and then did that change your? like mindset from that moving forward. Were you very, were you more particular choosy about what you wanted to do? Obviously coming off the back of a hit, you can be, but
1: yeah, but I, I'm instinctual, you know, I'm not, I, I don't function mm-hmm. as an intellect when I'm, when I'm choosing my projects. I don't like, and maybe I'm, I resented too much. I don't like to look at myself in third person. Mm-hmm. And I've seen directors do that, you know, and, and and some really good ones like Tarantino talking about, oh, there's there's more Tarantino dialogue in this film than in the last one. He's saying that himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Where is he now? <laughs> yeah. in, 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 so there's a Tarantino kind of in front of him. And then he's like <laughs> standing there and looking at this Tarantino thing in front of him. It's like, mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, like in, even in Iceland, a, a colleague of mine talked about himself in third person from an English perspective. So he had like, so it was like an English version of his name that said, this film is more than the, wow. the sun, you know, than the last I one. And it was so like now he's looking at it from how the world sees him. And it's very dangerous. It's not only a joke, you know, you get written about in every corner of the world. And of course, most of us will look at it. What, what people are saying about us, you know, mm-hmm. good or bad. Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for twenty percent off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, I, I was when I made my first film, I was uh, Almodovar on Ice. Mm. You know? And right. then I became right. when I did the sea, Icelandic Bergman. Right. <laughs> then I did, you know, contraband Tukas. I was the, the 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 action director, Hollywood director. Then now I'm the like the the, the, the man versus beast or, mm-hmm. or you know man versus nature. It's like most of the journalists don't remember anything, you know. Like I, I remember the Guardian, yeah, because *Contraband* and *The Deep* came out pretty much at the same time in UK, mm-hmm. and yep. and I think, you know, I'm not going to name anyone here because then they're going to attack me for the rest of my career. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: exactly. <laughs> but yeah.
1: but it was like a same person writing about both of these films in in inside of a month, and talking about me selling out. And then applauding uh, the 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 deep for being so authentic and Icelandic, and it was coming out in this you know same month, and mm. basically like I like there was no connection that I made both of these films, you know, yeah, which
0: is so strange. That's the thing you you can't you have to be self aware to a degree, but you you can't make films to try and please someone else. It has to be thought. It has to be authentic for you.
1: Yeah, and you, you as soon as you think, oh, what what do they want from me? Mm. What are people expecting from me? And I think it's often. Especially directors that tend to, you know, like, that tend to they write their own stuff and then, you know, like, like the Woody, Woody Allen's of the world, you know, mm-hmm. w- was, uh, you know, they would it's great because, you know, they have a very specific, uh, you know, uh, style, but sometimes they get into just repeating what is, and I'm not talking about him specifically, but, but repeating what is expected of them. And, and, and I'm, I'm always afraid of this, that I start looking at myself instead of just being myself, you know, right. And 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 I have to say, oh, this is not, I like. Well, I don't do that. Oh, that might look bad in my in the perspective. In in the retrospect, you know, when I when I'm an old man and they're going to show all my films. Oh, there's this beast and lion film, you <laughs> know.
0: It's the, it's the same for acting as well. Like if if you're too focused on what you're doing rather than being in what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I think and, and this is just something I so I I choose from instinct rather than than you know like uh, putting together a, a, a filmography you know
3: mm. you've worked with some huge stars you know denzel washington mark Wahlberg, the list goes on jason clark obviously idris elbert on beast as well how did you find that what any specific techniques anything that you learned that was good or anything that was you wish you hadn't i know you obviously talked about the forest Whitaker side of things there but Uh, you know, working with big stars is always frightening for directors. And I think it's frightening to work with actors for some directors, which they really need to get rid of as quickly as possible. But working with big stars can be intimidating. How do you deal with it?
1: Being an actor myself kind of helps, you know, Mm. originally I don't look at myself as an actor anymore. Uh, It's it's like, you know, I kind of understand the beast, you know? So, (laughs) so, so (laughs) like, and and what what makes us take and how we go about and and also things that directors might not realize a motivation is the most important thing in acting you know you you can tell people to to to, to take a drink of a, but if they don't really understand why they will be doing that in that scene they can't do it you know mm-hmm. and 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 i i've seen people who are supposed to walk across a room that can't do that naturally because they, they don't have any motivation to do that. Mm.
0: There's no reason for it. A lot of the time it's, just, it's because a shot's been designed and it's like, well, we, we would look nice if they walk across the screen. Yeah, but... And
1: then you, so you, if you want that, you have to find the motivation for that, mm. you know? Exactly. And, and so I don't do rehearsals on, on, on like on a marked floor or something. You go there and you go there. I, I just sit at the table and we read and we discuss the scenes and we motivate and then once you let them free in the set, you know they can do pretty much everything because the motivation can be used for different things, you know. So, and and and, and so that's that's maybe how I approach it, and, and it helps me. But yes, it can be intimidating. The only really, you know, intimidating guy was uh, I think Denzel, you know, like because he wants to be intimidating, you know. Right. That's his way of going about things, you know. At least yeah. that's my experience with him. I think he's a fantastic, a phenomenal actor. Amazing. But at the same time, he likes to, uh, you know, to have that aura around him, whether that's uh, to help him or not. I don't, you know, it's his, that's his process. But, yeah. But I, I you know, here's, here's the thing. I gave myself a, a, a promise, you know, that, Every time I have something to say to an actor, I would go. I would not compromise just to not, you know, not make it uncomfortable or something. Mm-hmm. If there's something I think I can help with or make better, I will do it. Well, that was a great thing until I came across Cell. Right. Because <laughs> because now, I, you know, now, now giving myself that promise and now was, that your man or a mouse. Are you going to just do that to your Icelandic actors or you know, or minor style? Are you going to really tell
3: Dancel he has a tick, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And he has one. Yeah. I can see what you're doing, Dentil. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I can see you're doing something that has nothing to do with the scene. Mm-hmm.
0: And how did you tell him?
1: <laughs> I went straight up to him and told him. Yeah. And and he kind of killed me with his eyes.
3: Which scene knows the Oscar winning eyes? There's a small part that, that respected it or
1: I, I just I just you do whatever you want with it. This is my job. I'm just telling you, you are doing certain things. We have nothing to do with the scene. And I pre—I pre- would prefer you wouldn't do them.
3: And the silence that
1: followed. <laughs> there was a huge silence, but I don't think I saw him ever do that again.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. They, they, do, they do respect you when you when you actually mm-hmm. have a valid point. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I think if, if the quality of the work is there, that's the thing. At the end of the film, if, if they've given a great performance and you made a great film, then they want to make a good film as well.
1: Yeah, I know, and I and I know he he's very caring for that. He wants to do his best, he, you know, and and uh, and if it's a film that is supposed to be you know popular and fun, he wants to make it like that. If it was to be serious, he wants to make it like that. And he he really he drills you and goes after it. But that's what part of you know his process. Why he's so good, you know. Mm. For me, it's not about being. It's not a party, you know. It's like I'm not trying to, you know. I would rather not have some you know people that are. are uh, nasty or humiliating to people, you know, which is kind of been taken out of our business anyway, in, in many ways, through the me too movement, there's a lot of that, you know, because people can't behave like that.
3: And you know? rightly so, yeah. And, and rightly
1: so. But 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 I think uh, difficult is not a problem to me, if, as long as it's, it's, it's because you want the movement to be better. If it's only to be an asshole you know or, or make it difficult yeah that might be a problem but i think that's that's also uh, you know on going away mm. but i i don't i don't approach people in you know it's great when you meet someone an that's a great actor and also is very pleasant to work with that's that's, uh, that's that's just uh you know that's great but i don't really think about that to be honest because i, I don't look i don't i'm not there to to become a friend or hang out with them or, or, you know, I'm just there to do my job. And if they, if it happens to be a good relationship, then, then fine, then we can be, you know, friends and make another film or whatever, but it's not really, I really want to spend my time with my family, not movie stars, you know.
3: Mm. And that leads us perfectly onto uh, Beast and Idris and the whole wonderfulness that you've made here. Ooh, what's that? It's music in the middle of the podcast. It can only mean one thing. It's sponsorship time! We are delighted to be sponsored by QScripts. Uh, it's a script analysis service. Annual membership package costs only £60 a year. It includes monthly webinar and Q&A sessions with industry professionals, including commissioned writers, producers and directors. You get a discount on all services offered by QScripts and access. To a 36-page quarterly industry magazine, brimming with useful content, industry insights and interviews with writers. Plus free entry into the monthly prize draw with a chance to win a free detailed script report. Check out qscripts.com, link for ease. To make it easier for you so you don't have to type it in is in the show notes. Just scroll down, click on it. There it is, qscripts.com. Hey, look out the window. Welcome to party, guys. Thank
2: you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. Did Mom shoot some of these?
1: This little bump right here? That's you.
2: I still miss her every day.
0: What's There's something crossing up ahead.
2: Keep the girls in the car. Just stay in the car, it's okay? Just stay in the car. What Okay, what's he saying? Diabolo means devil. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating his prey. Lions don't do that.
0: At least no lion I've ever seen. Go back to the calls.
2: It's the law of the
3: jungle. It's the only law that matters.
2: Todd, they've got guns. shouldn't be out here. What are you doing? I've got to get my girls out of here. I need you to trust me right now. I'm coming back.
0: To move, okay. Where go? <laughs> the, the, fil- the film is is it definitely has a lot of jump scares. The lion is extremely terrifying. Uh, and it, you know, you, you do a very good job of, with the sound effects and, and the shadows and just this this idea of this kind of invisible predator. And it is, it's a really gripping film and it, it does have a lot of that kind of family element through with with the you know that that storyline. I mean, I had a, I had an immediate question about the film, which is CGI lines versus real lines, like how how was all of that sort of approached and at what stage did that come into it? Because he he is definitely like one of the big stars of, of the film.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all. That was never even a, a conversation because uh, the studio wouldn't allow you to use that kind of an animal on film. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just no way. And and secondly, uh, i not a, And there's no and there's no possibility you can make Lassie with a real animal. You know, but you can make and lion attack, it's yeah. impossible, yeah. however yeah, you're yeah. going to control that, you know, yeah. and there, there might be... Well, I was wondering
0: there, for the background lions, I guess, the, the background... Yeah, well, yeah. that
1: then, was a conversation, yeah. actually, the first scene with Celto, you know, giving them a, 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 you know, that was a discussion, whether we could that, but then it was a clear no, because of, you know, there's insurances, and then there's also uh, that, so there was like...
0: Lion insurance, yeah.
1: Here I'm in Africa, and I'm not allowed to shoot lions, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But, but that was, but, but also it gave me freedom because that meant that they had to, you know, cover it up to, 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 to make it, you know, as good as possible on screen, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I've met so many people that think that the first lions, because they know the second lion can be real because there's no way you can have them attack Idris like that. Sure. And, and, uh, but the, but the first lions people do think they are real. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people like, oh, yeah, they, they were real, that one. But not because that's more like the thinking the, and that's a lot. I remember like people saying, I know what, it, you know, when we did Everest, the thing is saying, telling me what was real and what was CGI. Well, you said it was wrong. You know, it was, that was it, you know, people think because sometimes things look Fake when they're real, <laughs> mm. and we're so
3: used to watching films where we've got an impression of what CGI looks like or what something looks like. We we seem to think that that's real when actually it's not, and the other way around when something's really real, people go, "Oh, that looks fake," but it's actually real.
1: Yeah, it's it's often actually often when people pointing at the right things, and and this is I've heard that a few times that they think that the first lines are real because they have seen that kind of things done on on camera, right? And mm-hmm. we use those as references. But, yeah. but but so that that was there was no way. But for me, it was all about getting the best people in the business to do that. Then you know, and and of course, we used the uh, reference was Revenant, you know, the beer attack, as as this is the level we need to to get to. And I had a great conversation with Inaritu, and he told me that the one thing I I didn't have was a real beer for references. So I immediately called the studio, says I need a real lion for references. So we had a lion at all times with us, but not to shoot or make it do something that wouldn't because if you if you're gonna make animals do stuff like that you you actually you're forcing them into things yeah you, know? you
3: shouldn't do that I, I i totally agree and i'm glad you didn't
1: the thing is like you know we've seen this there was a dog movie that was, was a dog that was pushed into the, the into the pool mm. uh, upstream when he wanted to get out and it kind of killed the movie you know mm. yeah. and, and so you're in a territory here which is very, very
3: sensitive. And I respect that. I am all for animal rights. Amazing. Um, We do have to wrap up. We know you've, you've got a really busy day. And listen, look, you, you have made an amazing film in Beast. It is out in cinemas now. So, you know, huge congrats to you. And please go watch this in the cinema because it's, it's a cinema film. It's the kind of movie you should be watching in the cinema.
0: And I was saying as, as soon as I watched it that it, it sort of does for does for lions what jaws does for sharks and i, I think that <laughs> that was my initial thing it is it yeah
1: it we just stay away from them you know renewed
3: my terror of, of lions <laughs> <laughs> their the nature's like beast leave them there they're fine yeah. let's not yeah let
1: them take care yeah. of themselves yeah give them space give them space
3: absolutely um listen final bit of advice for directors coming through right now is there anything you think you know working with studios that they should shouldn't do
1: yeah i can give them one advice make sure well, if We're we going to make a film with the studio that the studio and you are, I see eye to eye what film you're going to make. Mm. So it's not, not like the studio is, is uh, to, to pre- planning on making one thing and you're planning on making another thing. That's when these th- terrible situations turn out, you know, have the conversation, be honest about don't it, be honest about what your intentions are. Mm-hmm. Because if if you you don't, and then you do something that the studio wasn't expecting, and vice versa, you know, mm. then then you're going to be in a very bad. Those are the horror stories of Hollywood you hear about European directors coming in, and they like, yeah, 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 I'll do that, I'll do that, and then it could, they go and make some indie film that the studio needs to release in four thousand screens. It's just not going to work, you know, and. Mm. And I also, all this uh, go go back and forth about, you know, a final cut. Mm -hmm. It isn't as important as people think, because if the the people who are paying for the movie at the end of the day and distributing it do not support your cut, they're not going to distribute it. They're going to drop it somewhere, you know. It's just, it's just, you got to figure your way through it. And you also got to realize you can make any story for $2 million pretty much on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. You don't need, you know, that that you can create that if you want to have full freedom on. You know, but if if you are if you may take that step, you do have to work with people and convince them. Doesn't mean that your freedom is taken away. It just means that you have to be clever on the same page. about it. Yeah. You know, you don't just go ahead in first and think you're going to get away with anything. You know, you need to be very upfront about it. That would be my advice
3: oh you're a legend Balthazar Kumakar, thank you so much
0: yeah really enjoyable chat thanks.
3: the fact that you jump indies to studios all the time and you make m- the movies for you and what you want to make and you make studio movies it is incredible congratulations brilliant thank you so much guys well done thank you real pleasure to meet you buddy all the best thank you very much Balthazar bye, bye.
1: thank you guys
3: There we go. That wasn't a lion. No, I don't know what it was. It, was, it was. I don't even know what it was. Do you be- give me your best lion. Give me your best roar. Wait, wait, build up to this. Here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> 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 that sounded like Schmeagel or a gremlin.
0: I-, I inhaled the wrong way as I was doing it.
3: <laughs> what do you mean, inhaled the wrong way? That's impossible. I need to I need to
0: hear I'm very good at doing impersonations, but I need to hear it first. You've never heard a lion? Well, not recently. Uh, let's see, hang on let's see one You watch Beast. Well that was a few days ago. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's have, let's have a listen. Here come come on, on, pl- on play
3: it put it near this the,
0: the mic. Lions Roaring compilation. All right, come on
2: oh. That's
0: an interesting yeah that was that was one. Have you got
2: that? Like, oh.
0: Yeah, it makes you cough Makes you cough
3: That's horrible Yeah I thought it must be hard work for him Yeah No wonder they yawn Yes Well now you know (laughs) We hope you liked today's episode If you want to hear more Visit our Patreon for bonus clips And exclusive content